We're back in the room once again. This is, of course, Jack and Sean on the You Enter Nothing Yet podcast. We have a very special treat for you today. This guy has played across Ireland and the UK. He is the former frontman of the band Silences. He recently played down in Dublin in Temple Bar with Tradfest. He is coming to us live between the boxes of moving his house. It is, of course, Connor White. Connor, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you very, very much for squeezing us in on us on this very, very busy day of you uh, moving gaff. Yeah, it's uh, you can kind of see my house here. It's a bit of, looks like a bit of a drug den at the minute. I'm in the <laughs> old flat. It's, we still don't have internet in the house, so yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's all good. Excited, excited to be moving. Happy days, man. Happy days, you know. Um, so I suppose to just kick off and get start, started. Would you like to tell us sort of or tell everybody sort of where you're from and what about you? What's your crack? Yeah, I'm from originally from Glorious Portadown, um, <laughs> and I've managed to move the entire way uh, to Craig Avon um, <laughs> <as an> <laughs> um, and yeah I've been doing music I guess semi-professionally from about 2014 um, as you said with silences and then last year I released my first um, EP on the week of lockdown so uh, yeah we were expecting EP to be trending over Twitter and social media you know but uh, just <laughs> lockdown got there ahead of us so um <laughs> No, it's it's been grand. It was it was it was good to kind of get something out there, and I'm looking forward to getting some new music out. Fair play, fair play. Well, we're not holding it against you that you're an Armand man. Do you know what I mean? Um, no. Sean can take that very very hard. Do you know what times <laughs> like that? You know. I was actually shocked he's asked me on, but like, <laughs> good, good for you reaching across the communities. Our community work, you know. Where'd you start with music? Um, obviously, you were in silences, and I think I was, you know, like a schoolmates. But how did you get into music yourself? Was it earlier than that, or was that the first foray? That that was. It was. Um, we all, as soon as we could play three chords, we wanted to be in a band. You know, it was um, just one of those things you do when you're when you're young. And so I started playing probably around fifteen. And I guess when your friends are all doing it too. Um, you're learning to gather and when you're in a band you're learning to gather and it makes it fun and you know every week we would practice and um it was just a key part of of growing up and i actually went i went to study psychology in queens and we we all stopped we all went to university and i actually didn't realize until that year in queens how much how important it was to me you know it was like just this thing you do and and we did it every week and you didn't really think about it. And then it was in Queens and that, that year was, it was difficult for loads of reasons, but like retrospectively, it was like absolutely like in the pits because I didn't have, I didn't re- just did not com- compute how much I needed music. So um, I went after, after that year, I went and applied and did a music course in, in Leeds. And that was kind of me, um, you know, and back into it. I suppose then, obviously, music means a lot to you. Where did you get your earlier influences from in terms of like bands or artists? And, you know, did that come from your family or was that just organic from yourself? Again, probably friends and that, that scene, you know, when I was 15. My mum my, my and dad do like music. My mum would be, my mum uh, would have been like Joe Dolan, you know, like the, <laughs> like the least cool uh, bands. That's another one for you, Sean. <laughs> But no, it's funny because you get older. Like I, if I if I hear um, the Joe Dolan song now, I'll be humming along. You know, <laughs> just like. But um, and my dad was more into folk music and um, kind of like uh, rock and stuff. But nobody played or anything. It was just um, it was just around the house, you know. Fair play, fair play. Mm-hmm. 
And then in terms of silences, like for anyone who hasn't heard um, yourself as part of that group, what was that sound like? I suppose it was a creative process, right? Like as well in there, did you all write or did you write? Or that work uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of like an indie folk. I think it was um, very, very accessible, put it that way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my mom, could, my mom, even with her, as much as she loved Joe Dolan, she could find uh, something she liked my music and didn't alienate her. Um, so it was kind of, yeah, a blend of indie folk. And I would have written the song and just brought it into the room and into the record studio and the boys would have added their parts to it. So it was, um, yeah, it was still, I, I would have been the writer, but they all did their own um, section. Fair play, fair play. So you've obviously then sort of went out on your own. You released your debut EP, uh, Bikini Crops. Sort of, firstly, where did the name come from and what was sort of the process in creating that? Yeah, um, the name, well, the name, it was just... Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. Uh, it, it's a piece of clothing that isn't quite a, a, a bikini. <laughs> you know, like a, a, a top that's been cut to like to look <laughs> like a bikini. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it was just the idea of like, uh, I guess the thought, like the meaning behind that song is just meeting somebody and like, I don't know, um, you're not that distracted by anybody else. You're so, you're so like in love with that person. So you don't really, you know, um, you don't really <laughs> pay attention too much to girls in bikini crops, I suppose. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was, it's just, it was just about that. And then it, it, to be honest, it was just the lead single uh, on the EP. So we went with that as, as the title for the EP. And then bikini crops as a track on its own. What was the, how was the writing process there? You know, did, was it, as you said, did the lyrics come with that idea of that being so in love with somebody or was it the melody first? Because it is, I think such an underrated track could it easily be on like big radio, like no ball on the regular, but thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah, it was, it, I wrote that, that entire EP was written genuinely over the course of two weeks. Um, I recorded those songs. Um, then I did demos of them and then recorded them with two, three friends of mine. Um, they were Danny Ball, Chris Platt and Matthew Jones. Um, and, two of those guys I don't know if you know more than Conquerors Blue Americans mm-hmm. um, they would have been in that band and really great great production and Matt was the engineer there so I recorded that with them in their studio um, which they've moved on from that place but that was in Belfast so yeah it was it was. I guess they kind of took the form of the band really you know they they became band members in a sense and yeah diff- it was different it was a bit scary I guess um, putting your own name to something you know it's like that is my name. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, when I'm going for job applications or whatever, people can amazingly find. So, I guess that was a difference. And then, I suppose, on that same solo EP, do you think your sound is much different now from when you were in Silences? Because it's obviously Bikini Crops, which is sort of a bit of a bouncier sort of track. And then Channing Tatum, which is sort of sad and melancholic, but has this sort of tinge of humor to it. So, there's a few different elements. So I suppose the question is, what is your sound now, do you think, as a solo artist? Is it different or is it still developing as a solo artist? Uh, probably it'll always be changing and developing. Um, and I, li- I like that. I, I, I try I try to... I, I get bored so easily with, with my own music and that's, I guess, the difference between bikini crops, which, which is, you know, as you said, like there's a lot of... Um, it's quite pop, not pop production, but um, it's a 
it's a bigger sounding song and then Channing Tatum it's a bit um, more it's it's obviously just a guitar and vocal so I can I like to have that I like to have that broad range I don't really I try not to have every song kind of have the same foundation or the same uh I don't know like the same instrumentation it's just I would just become bored um and yeah. for me I think I got if, if I'm not enjoying it then there's literally no no point because it's not you know as you know yourselves it's not like the most lucrative career in the world so you have to you have to be enjoying it all the time and um yeah i think i guess the lyrics probably hopefully are the thing that keeps it together is probably an element of like melancholy but there is humor too you know yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so i suppose we're in lockdown now firstly how's the head and secondly are you working on anything at the moment yeah, heads heads actually fine this morning. Wasn't drinking last night, it, which was a um, nice change of pace. Uh I have, have an EP coming out in um May. So the first the first track uh, is out on March third. Um so yeah, looking forward just having looking forward to having a song out, you know. It'll be it'll be nice. And can you tell us anything about it without giving of course too much away, but um, is it influenced by sort of our current situation, the fact that the world sort of is slightly trying to end on us? Or <laughs> is it, you know, maybe pre-COVID and um, sort of just where your life's at then or what? Well, actually, the first line in the song is the world's the world's at its knees. Um, but this that was written before. It was actually written before um, before COVID, but it kind of fits in. I think it fits in well. It's it, that the lead track or the first track um, is just about, I guess kind of, I guess trying to find your your way in um, modern times and maybe like the one of the elements I guess is how we construct ourselves online. You know, like everybody is complete. I've never met somebody in person who's like the online version of themselves, myself included. <laughs> and uh, the songs like just about how that only serves to inevitably let you down because you'll never meet, you'll never be that person you are online because you have hours to think about what you're going to say you know another thing you did you well <clears throat> excuse me another thing sort of you released during lockdown was a cover of Tans Van Zandt track um, Lungs mm-hmm. was that just with extra time in lockdown or you a big Tans Van Zandt fan or even is it like maybe because it is a bit sort of more of a country sound or even is it something you think of working on yourself yeah I know I, I do love that American like those American country artists and like country folk artists like Tans Van Zandt I've always enjoyed his music and um, I was actually, I'd heard this song, I'd heard this song a long time ago, but I was watching it. Have you ever seen True Detective? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And there's that scene at the end, as like one of the end of one of the episodes and I think Russ Cole's driving and Long's, they're driving, they've, they've just seen the, like the, the killer or whatever, they don't know it's him and Long's comes on at the end. And I was kind of, I was getting deep into True Detective at the start of lockdown because <laughs> there was nothing else to do. And I was just like, wow, that song is just lungs, you know, um, my lungs are collapsing and like, cool. I was like, well, that could be like a, re- you could really do like a modern sort of twist on that. Um, and it like unintentionally says a lot about what's going on mm-hmm. now, you know, like, yeah. but the song's 50 years old. So I just, I literally just sat up a mic and put a few tracks down and then did a recorded a video on a camera and i mean the whole process is about 20 or 24 hours like just did it in a day um, and I, I was thinking jesus like this is going really well first day of lock- first few weeks of lockdown got a song got a video this is just going to be the trend and alas it has not been <laughs> <laughs> 
and what about that sort of American country sound? Would you like consider is that something you'd consider making your songs in the vein of or um probably not good enough to, <laughs> to have it like that. But uh <laughs> though I, I do like it. I I don't think I probably just don't think too much about, you know, um about trying to sound like something I yeah. I, I would just try to do the best to serve the song that I've written. That's like, you know, and if that means putting putting a harmonic in it or putting a synth in it, it doesn't really matter. It's like what what's gonna make this song sound the best it can sound. So fair play, fair play. Mm. And you had gigs lined up for this year and for last year. Um, and you also played very recently uh, at Tradfest. Firstly, what are you missing about, you know, playing live? You're a musician, obviously, and that's like your bread and butter, playing in front of audiences. So what are you missing from that? And how did you get on when you were down in Dublin? Because you were fantastic, by the way. I, uh, I I tuned in and watched it. Absolutely brilliant. Cheers, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah, I just, I just do you know what? I, to be honest with you, it's like, it's... I've really learned that apart from writing the song initially and getting that feeling live is just such a massive part of it. And I didn't actually think I enjoyed doing it as much. I like, I just love going out there and, um, and performing songs. And if you have, you know, if you have an audience who really, you know, want to be there as well, if they've come for you, that's like, it's nothing more humbling than that. And it's, you know, just, just nice to connect with people. And, um, so yeah, I've missed it a lot and it's not the same, it's the streams aren't the same. And like a lot of great, you know, uh, trad fest and other voices. I did, a, I did, I did, uh, did a show um, with them and like they put these brilliant, they put this, you know, put a bril- the, the best alternative you can possibly have, but it'll just never replicate what playing live is. And I hope it doesn't, like, I hope we don't. Yeah. I remember the, at the start of lockdown, I heard like people talking about how this was going to be streaming gigs was going to be like the big thing, you know? And like, to me, that's just, there's nothing that um, beats the feeling of hearing just that person on stage, you know, is super close to you hearing yeah. their voice in real. It's just not, I don't know what you think, but I just, it never feels the same to me. No, we oh, like man. would totally agree with you. Do you know what I mean? The, the yeah. you know the being in a crowd, the being with people, the singing back, the chanting, you know, the feeling of that like togetherness within music, you know, cannot be the same when it's over a live stream. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just yeah. not the same, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, you don't trad fest, you don't our voices. What about some of the song selections that you played? Um, and sort of how did you um you did say that you know it's not the same, not playing to a live or not playing to a live uh, audience, but how did you sort of gear yourself up to go back to playing the closest thing to a gig, I suppose, or was it just like normal? It definitely was not like normal. I had not, you know, I hadn't fucking lifted the guitar in so long. <laughs> and these songs that like I, I've written, I, I, I can't sing them. I can't play. Like, I, I, it genuinely like it was so, it was scary how much I'd regressed, you know, and really... Um, there's one song I did on other voices with a, with a keyboard. I'm not a brilliant keyboard player, but it was very confident in that song. You know, like it was just, man, it was like a two left hands rather than a right and left hand. I just couldn't, like, <laughs> I couldn't do it. So um, yeah, it actually took a lot of rehearsing to kind of get back up to speed. And um, and yeah, that's like that's just the thing you don't think of. You're constantly like rehearsing for the next gig, and you're short honing in your skills when you've got live gigs. So um, yeah, that that can go very very quickly. Yeah, I have to say, I love the um, also the mustard colored polo neck. <laughs> very, very nice. I couldn't pull it off personally as a ginger man, but you know, you can do that, no. <laughs> no, that's that's the best compliment I've got all show. I'm delighted with that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was funny actually because when I the director 
he's a nice guy, but he, he, he had a real, he had a very strong vision for everything. You know, he was like, right. and I, I walked up, I had actually had a black jacket on with the, okay. with the turtleneck. And the turtleneck, let me tell you, like it was very tight. It was a very skin tight <laughs> turtleneck, right? And uh, he comes up and he's like, oh, "I really like this turtleneck. Can you take off the coat?" And I was like, uh, "I don't know." Like, uh, you know what I mean? This is this looks a bit, a bit snug. Goddamn! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> things are a bit snug. Like it's they're, they're creeping, creeping up my arms. And uh, he was like, "No, I'd really appreciate it if you took off the jacket. It looks brilliant in this room." I was like, "For fuck's sake!" So I think. Super conscious that this jumper's way up my arms, but it worked out all right. And sir, for that compliment alone, I'm glad I did it. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> we suppose we we'll start to wrap up. Uh, just, I suppose one more question in terms of lockdown and stuff. Obviously, as you say, you did the Towns Van Zandt track, and then maybe um, we're hoping to get a few other releases out. But what have you been keeping busy with during lockdown? Um, working on the EP or all stuff outside of music, or yeah, yeah, same as well. Yeah, I do you know I'm I'm like one thing I'm always always keeping myself busy. I think I need to. Um, so I work with I do my day job. I do creative therapy. I'm creative therapy coordinator for autism services and CAM, so I work with young people, um, and like do art group, music groups, and things with them, and um, work with other facilitators to kind of you know arrange programs. So. I've been kept busy with that and I did a podcast with um Dead Rabbit Whiskey called Liquid yeah. Chords and that's that was not that was not something I was ever envisaged in doing and doubt I would have done it without lockdown. Um but it's been it's been good. So yeah, I've been been keeping busy. I've been fortunate. Like I know I know I'm lucky to kinda of have a job and be you know, have things to be working on. Fair play. I mean, I assume it's I you know, when you're saying about sort of facilitating sort of um like activities with people who have autism in terms of you know say painting or writing and um, i assume that's really really hard you know to do that virtually you know it's you need to be in the room like yeah yeah and so many of these young people like i work with have absolutely no interest in going on zoom you yeah. know initially and it's like it's difficult for them and the best work i think i've been able to do with young people is like when a lot of the time they come into the room and they're not sure of it they're like a lot of time they don't want they don't initially want to be there but by you know by giving them a guitar and letting them play along with another young person they don't know like it's immediate like magic you feel you know like and you can instant instantly i can see that they're enjoying it and you it's really it's much harder to facilitate that sort of um relationship you know building relationships between young people via zoom there's no you can't take you can't go off to the side with someone and have a independent conversation you're amongst you know seven or eight other young people so um but yeah it's but they've, they've done really well and i think like you know people are doing their best to adapt fair play fair play um i need to ask about the whiskey if we plug it on the podcast are you going to send us a, a free bottle each or how, do we, how do we work this here thing? No. i'll uh i i'll see what i can do for sure if you, pl- if, you if you if you plug it uh i'm sure we can get you a bottle no problem <laughs> deadly stuff <laughs> is that connected to the bar? what do you call that bar in new york is it not dead rabbit oh uh, the no. dead rabbit bar in new york yeah, so they have their own. That's that's their whiskey brand, Dead Rabbit Whiskey. Irish name, I think, nearly from Tyrone. They run that, is it? No. I, I wouldn't be working for them if they were from Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not too sure where they're from, but they are Irish, yeah. yeah. You did share the one from Tyrone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, and then, in terms of music yourself, what do you, like, what do you listen to at the minute? Is there any local artists or even bigger stuff that you're listening and enjoying? Yeah, I listen just from the from the nature of doing that show. You know, I end up listening to a lot of Irish music, and everyone we've had on the show um, have been great. I think outside of that, I 
I, I work closely with um, Stephen Riley. He's known as Shores, and Stephen, oh, yeah. he Shores just released his first EP, and he's great. One one of my best mates, and a really talented guy. And another band from close by called Doctor Zoot, who've released their first EP, and I mean, they're just an undeniable undeniable group undeniable like and the only thing they've got everything almost like genuinely just um so talented and probably the only thing that would hold them back is themselves you know they'll go as far as they want to go so yeah. i recommend anybody listening to this to check out stores and doctor's out definitely definitely yeah. and ditto to that without a shadow of a doubt but we are drawing that bit closer to the end uh we have a few quick fire questions we want to fire out to here um, I, I'll try not to like you know hold you to each question ask it, but you know Sean was like Jack we need to do these quick fire questions for people because <laughs> we had one question and Sean was then worried because if I get an answer I'd be like so tell me more about that the wife so quick fire questions if you could be any drink in the world alcoholic or otherwise what would it be dead or rabbit obviously <laughs> <laughs> fantastic what would be your guilty pleasure song Something by Joe Dolan. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Time. Controlling time. <laughs> Marty McFly. <laughs> if you could go on a date with or um, bring people around for bring a few people around for a dinner party, living or dead, who would it be? Okay. One person? Well, one or we'll say one for a date or three for a dinner party. You can take your pick. <laughs> oh, uh, Kirk will be in Jeff Buckley. Joni Mitchell. Okay, yeah, I want to go one. to that dinner party too. <laughs> I think. Have a think. Uh, and finally, if lockdown ended right now, what would be the first thing you'd do? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, <laughs> mind blown. Uh, go and set up a gig and play and get everybody over. Fantastic. Good Fantastic. And then, I suppose that's us. Where do you want to let all the people listening at home, where they can find you online and when your uh, new EP, single, all that sort of stuff set and when, where you can find it? Yeah, so if you can, uh, if you go to Connor, just, it's everything's at Connor White, C-O-N-C-H-U-R dot White, um, the old Irish spelling. And yeah, the, the first single from the EP is out March 3rd and it's called Vocation Vacation. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. And if you had to just, I suppose if you had to sum up the single for, you know, sell it in a line to anybody listening, what would you say? That if you get enough listens, uh, all restrictions will be lifted. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> nah, yeah. Big promise, yeah. Connor. I'll be putting on the loop and calling back. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, dude, thank you very, very much for chatting us today and um, best of luck with the big move. Yeah, Brendan, thanks so much for having me, guys.